Uh, Sister Deborah, you still there? It's a happy morning at the Close Victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with me on the call? morning. It's a happy day to play victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with me on the call? Morning, Andrew. It's Elsie. Morning, Elsie. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I was, when I called in, uh, Deborah Evans was, was on the line, and we had had just greeted each other, and then the call ended. And so I called back. I don't think she's on, so there may be something janky with the system this morning. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not sure, but just in case it drops us again. You know, I've at least loaded okay. somebody else to it. Good morning, Brother Andrew. It's Deborah Evans. Hey, Sister Deborah. We were just talking about you. <laughs> hey, you're back. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah, I yeah that, that, that was weird. That, <laughs> yeah. Like the call ended itself. Good morning. It's Susie. God bless you, Sister Susie. Happy Friday. Good morning. God bless you too, Brother Andrew. You have a wonderful day. You as well. You as well. Thank you. Tell, tell my friend Rick I said hello. I sure will. It's a blessed day to play victory. My name is Andrew. Who's joining me on the call this morning? Good morning, Andrew. Sister Tracy. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Sister Tracy. Good to hear you sound. You too. Good morning, it's Prosperous Pam. Prosperous Pam, God bless you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you too. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. It's a happy time at the clear victory. We're here to bless the name of the Lord. My name is Andrew. Who's with me on the call? Good 
happy Friday, Sister Yvonne. God is good all the time. And all the yes, time. And good. sister, you gonna say nobody but Yvonne. <laughs> I'm sorry. I now, protocols. Hey, give... hey, <laughs> protocols well, given in the house. Right. How are you, Alberta? Good morning, it's Diane. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Sister Diane. Good morning. Good morning, it's Pretty Patrice. Happy Friday, everyone. Hello. Happy Friday, Pretty also, Patrice. I wanted to get a quick prayer request in, too. Sorry about that, you guys. Um, um, Brother Andrew, pray for yes. Mother Ross and um, her family. Mother Ross um, from our church family passed away yesterday. So I just want to pray for her family, if we could, please. Okay. Is her name is her name Ross? No, Mother Ross, but her name is Martha. Martha Ross. I, I'm not getting the last name. L-O-S-S? R-O-S-S. Rock, rock. Okay, gotcha. I, I got my teeth in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm a little mm-hmm. smart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. I got you. Mother Rossi family. Gotcha. And praying for her family. Yeah, yeah, we're praying for we're praying for the bereaved family everywhere. Uh, there, there are still people that are are, are still being afflicted by the virus. And please, ma'am, please, sir, understand that just because things are opening up, this is not safe. Right. I repeat, things are not, we travel under the Lord's protection, amen, but we are, we are conditioned, commanded, and advised to be wise as serpent and harmless as doves, okay? So just because some people are running around mask-free and thinking that they are free to travel hither and yon with no repercussions, that is not the case. Uh, and because we don't have widespread testing yet, we don't know who is susceptible and who is uh, carrying without any symptoms, the asymptomatic folks. And trust me, African-Americans, Latino-Americans, Native Americans are being hit harder by this virus than other folks. Whether it's something in our metabolism, whether it's something in... Hey, good morning. I don't, yeah, good morning, sister. Happy Friday. Uh, we, we all need to be aware of that. So, again, just because people are moving more freely now doesn't mean they're moving more safely now. So, I just need all my sisters and brothers to be advised of that. A happy Friday to close victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with me on this call? Good morning, Victory family. It's Pam. Love y'all. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Pam. God bless you. God bless you too, and everybody. Good morning, Brother Michael. God bless you, sir. Happy Thank Friday. you. Happy Friday to you as well. Good morning, Jamila. Good morning, Jamila. Happy Friday. Hey, good morning, good morning. Arlisa Renee. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday, Arlisa Renee. Thank you. Happy Friday to you and everybody. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. 
and be not drunk with wine, where is in excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. It's a happy day to play victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with me on this call? Well, according to our old reliable clock on the wall, it's time we got started with the business of the morning. So I'm asking everybody under the sound of my voice, check your phone. Make sure that the mute feature is accessed, activated, and continually depressed so that there need not be any ambient noise interfering with the call because on this call, the word of God is proclaimed and we don't want anyone to miss anything that may be a blessed warning or a blessed uplift to their day. My name is Andrew. I am your host. Welcome to this morning's edition of Declare Victory. Who are we? This is who we are. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we're here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Today is Friday. This is Men's Day. Only men are scheduled in the lineup to bless you. Please be sure to join us daily in June this month for the monthly theme entitled Journey to the Secret Place. Week three declarations, messages, teachings, and lessons will be based on worship on your journey to the secret place. Our wonderful and gifted declarers will definitely bless you. Two announcements are before us today. Please mute your phone, please. Thank you. Please join us for Friday Night Live tonight from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time by calling the same number. You will be blessed. The story title this evening is Inside Out. Again, Friday Night Live from 6 to 7 this evening, Pacific Standard Time. Title is This Side Inside Out this evening. Secondly, we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel, both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org, paypal.me slash declarevictory, or via the cash app at dollar sign, I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father He return to you for your giving and your trusting in Him. There were no prayer requests on the online app, but there are residual prayer requests that we need to honor and recall when you go before the throne of God. Uh, Diane Templeton had a request for Brother Crawford, who was in surgery, but was in a great deal of pain. We're still lifting him up. We're still lifting up uh, various 
prayer requests throughout maybe even days and weeks ago. We're still covering those individuals by the grace of God. We're asking that uh, the family of Sister Ross be lifted up. Uh, she transitioned last night, and the family is obviously grieving, and they're praying that the comfort and peace of the Lord be showered upon them. We're praying for the children all over this land as well as the world, the ones that are in abusive situations, the ones that have been mishandled by evil, peace, wicked people, the ones that have been separated from the families, the ones that are kept hungry and scared. We're praying for them. We're praying for the ones that go to substandard schools, the ones that are not being reached by their teachers, the ones that uh, can't continue school because their schools don't have laptops for them. All of those children need to be lifted before the throne. We're praying for the healthcare workers that are weary, that are at risk for contracting this very vicious virus. We're praying that they have the peace of God which passes all understanding and that they get involved by this strength and that the risk may be lowered by the grace of God. We're praying for first responders who have to go about and do their dangerous jobs. We're praying that the peace of God and the wisdom and the love of God be in their hearts as they deal with the public. We're praying for those people that are being played upon by wicked men and women. We're praying for the people that are at risk, that are homeless, that are scared, lonely, and dying, the people in prison. These people we cannot forget about. We cannot forget about it. It's, it's our bounded duty to lift them and intercede for them before our throne, our Heavenly Father. And please keep me in prayer. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for those that have reached out that, that lifted me up before the throne. Please continue to do so. I'm trusting in the Lord that he see me through this. And please pray for our nation. And for those of us who call upon the name of the Lord to humble ourselves and pray, seek his faith and repent of our sins, that our land be healed and that the Lord hear us when we call. Order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be led by Brother Eric. The declaration will be brought by Brother Tony Sondagall. I repeat, prayer and corporate praise will be rendered by Brother Eric. The declaration will be rendered by Tony Sondagall. Immediately following, we will go right into closing comments posted by the declarer. Andrew, One more. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, there is no Friday Night Live tonight. Okay. They'll re they'll, it'll pick back up next week. I'm sorry. Okay. So the No Friday Night Live, live this Friday. Thank you for that. Our scripture for today is Revelation chapter 4, verse 10. It reads as follows. 
the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne, and worship him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne. And the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. I ask once again that you check your phones, make sure that the mute feature is depressed and activated. Continue to check throughout until we're called to come off mute and corporate prayer. But until then, make sure that your mute feature is engaged so that the word of God can go forth unencumbered and unhindered and that it does what it does so well. Next word you hear will be that of Brother Eric leading us before the throne of grace. My name is Andrew Hart. I now pass the call. God bless you all. Join with me as we go to God in prayer. Good morning, Father. We thank you, Lord, for another day of life. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that once again we have answered the invitation, your call to come and bask in your presence. Lord, we thank you, Lord, because you desire that you would commune with your children. And, Lord, that you desire our presence even more than we desire you. We thank you, Lord, of a love, Lord, that is so grand that it called you to come down here and become a man to teach us and to show us the true face of God, the true character. And that at the end of your mission, Lord, you were stretched far, you were stretched wide, and you were hung up high. And Lord, that you shed your blood for us. Lord, we thank you, Lord, not only did you die, but on the third day you did you rose again with all power and all authority in heaven. And so, Lord, this is the God we serve. This is the God whom we are talking to right now. And so, Lord, we just want to simply offer you thanks and to give you honor and to give you praise, Lord, to call you by your name, the one true living God, omnipotent, omnipresent, Lord, omniscient, Lord, that your name is above all names and that all earth and heaven and those above, beneath earth, uh, heaven and beneath earth have to worship and have to bow down before you. If not now, on that great getting up day morning, but all should know that you are God and there is none like you. Your name will be lifted up and praised forever and ever. Lord, we thank you today, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And as we, Lord, suffer through another day, another day of this COVID-19, Lord, another day of, of protest, Lord, another day, Lord, of revelation, another day of, of, of deception, Lord. We call upon you right now, Lord, as we stand before the throne of glory to obtain mercy, Lord, right now. To obtain mercy, Lord, so that we can give it out, Lord, in, in abundant measures. We pray, Lord, that we would attain mercy, Lord, that we would give to our enemies. Lord, that those who, who seek to backbite us, Lord, those who, who seek to uh, stab us uh, in, in the back, Lord, those who seek to drag our name through the mud, Lord, those who seek to even openly be hostile and, and to oppose us, Lord, we pray, Lord, that we would attain mercy, 
that we would not react like the world does, that we not we would not react with raised fists and heated words, but we pray, Lord, that we would have the mind of Christ and that we would seek to forgive those who are un, who are in our eyes unforgivable, that we would seek to reconcile those, Lord, in, in our hearts are unreconcilable. Unre- that we will love them as you as as you love them. That we will see all men as you see them, equal and divine and lovely in your sight, because we are all your children. So, Lord, we we come to you today, Lord, asking you, Lord, to make clear the vision that you've given every one of us, Lord. Lord, we come today, Lord, to ask you, Lord, to reveal to us our assignment. Not the assignment that you gave our pastors, not the assignment that you gave our elders, our deacons, Lord, but what you have purposed for us. As Jeremiah says, Lord, even before we were formed in the womb, you knew us. You know every hair on our head, Lord, that you know every crease in our flesh. What assignment have you given to me? Make that plain, Lord, to those who are, who are listening to the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray today, Lord, as I lift up the prayer requests, forgive me, Lord, I could not understand most of them, but Lord, you know. And so I ask you, Lord, according to your will, to to, to honor those requests, the requests that were said and and the requests that were unsaid. Lord, we know that you're a God that can do anything but fail. And so, Lord, we lift up families today, Lord. Mothers and and fathers, husbands and wives and children today, Lord. As we grow up in a world, Lord, that is increasingly hostile, that is increasingly dishonorable, Lord, that they would find the way and that you would lead them in the path of righteousness for righteous sake. Lord, that you would protect, Lord, the unit of civilization, Lord, the, the, the common unit. Lord, we lift up marriages today, Lord. Lord, we ask, Lord, we know that the enemy hates marriage. But we ask, Lord, right now, Lord, that you be that third strand in a three-strand cord, that you wrap yourself around every man and every woman, every wife and every husband, Lord. Bind them strong together, Lord. Cover them with the blood. Lord, we pray for our government today. Lord, we know who Trump is. Lord, we know who the Congress is. But Lord, we know that as you touch the heart of Nebuchadnezzar and you turn that king around, Lord, you can touch the heart of Trump. And so we ask you right now, Lord, that that compassion would be poured down upon him, Lord, that you would anoint him, Lord, to be a caring man. Lord, that not only that, Lord, that you would turn his heart, Lord, and he would become a disciple. Lord, you say that we if we receive not because we ask not. And so we're asking right now, Lord, we beseech you right now to touch Congress and, and to touch the Supreme Court, Lord. That godly counsel would come from above or from within or, or even, Lord, beside them. 
and guide our nation, Lord, to a, a higher height, Lord. Guide our nation, Lord, into another golden age, Lord, where laws are made, Lord, that benefit everyone, not just the corporation, not just the 1%. So, Lord, we lift up today, Lord, those first responders, those who are who are driving the fire trucks, those who are operating in the hospitals, those who are taking intaking patients, the nurses, Lord, the nursing assistants, Lord, Lord, protect them from the onslaught of this virus right now. Protect their families in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for our educators, Lord, our our various school districts all across the nation, Lord, that are having to adjust, Lord, to, uh, and and what is this new version of of education going to be as the schools open up in in the in the months that are coming, Lord? We ask you, Lord, that as children, Lord, prepare to come back into schools or to come online, Lord, that that you would prime their uh, minds to receive the the education, to receive the knowledge that is necessary, Lord. We ask, Lord, that even as they come back into school, Lord, that they're able to practice social distancing. But Lord, we want to come against this virus itself, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you would take away this COVID-19, Lord. Even as you took away the plague, Lord, that beset Israel back in, in the days of King David. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would take away this virus of racism right now, Lord, that is so virulent and so tied to the DNA of this country. We're asking, Lord, for a cure because we know that you are the cure. You are the cure of all of our ills, all of our sorrows, all of our sins, Lord, that you are the source of all of our lives. And Father, last but not least, we pray for the men. We pray for men without fathers. Lord, we pray for men without families. Lord, we pray for men without hope. Lord, we pray for men without vision. Lord, we pray for men without restraint. Lord, we pray for men without emotion. Lord, we pray for men without mercy. Lord, we pray for men without a clue. Lord, to help these men. As also, Lord, we pray for men with families. Lord, we pray for men with vision. We pray for the men who are building we pray for the men who are uniting. We pray for the men who are praying. We are praying for the men who are uplifting. We are praying for the men who react and who are acting on your behalf. Men who speak with a prophetic voice against the courts of injustice, the systems of racism. Lord, we pray for men who are walking in the way of the righteous. We pray for pastors, men who are pastors, men who are deacons, who are elders, for the brothers, Lord, who fill our congregation pews, Lord. For the ones who says, I will not go the way of the world. I will not die, but I shall live. We pray for men who thirst and hunger after righteousness. We pray for men who are peacekeepers. And, Lord, as I invite everyone to take their phones off, as we give you the praise you are so due, we will send up a collective praise right now in the name of Jesus. 
thanking you right Thank you. 
Um, thank you so much for the prayer. Thank you so much for the collective prayer that you guys had. Thank you so much for that. Um, Brother Eric might have been reading my notes because <laughs> he, uh, he mentioned Jeremiah uh, chapter 1 where he talks about um, God knowing him before he formed him in his mother's womb. We're actually going to be going through Jeremiah. We're going to be going through Jeremiah chapter 1 through the whole chapter. Uh, something amazing happens in Jeremiah chapter 1 in that God calls Jeremiah that he uh, audibly appears to Jeremiah and calls him, calls him by name. And Jeremiah has an encounter with him, with God in chapter one, where he gets his calling established. He gets his ministry established and he gets his life's purpose established. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this morning, God. Thank you so much for what you're going to do, God. Lord, I just pray that you you minimize me and that you maximize yourself here today, Lord. I pray that you decrease me and increase yourself here this morning, God. I pray that you unite my lips. I pray that you unite my words, God. I pray that you speak loud and clear. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm thinking about what um, this month's theme about the secret place, uh, what kind of stood out was an example for myself. Um, about four years ago, um, in a, in a, tumultuous time in my life, uh, I found myself with no answers. Uh, I felt like I was burning the candle on both ends. I felt like I didn't have direction, I felt like I didn't have guidance. And God called me to the secret place. And in this place, God would do something miraculous. Um, he asked me to go to this place called Prayer Mountain up in like the Santa Cruz Mountains, which is sort of like a prayer um, a prayer getaway where all these little cabins are you don't necessarily need to make recommendations or reservations i should say but you just kind of show up and i just showed up and i showed up in the middle of the desert and i showed up with a sleeping bag and like you're in these little cabins and um if you can actually just check your phones real quick i do hear some background noise so you can just mute your lines uh, as we do record the lines and we do want to uh, make sure that god is is heard here this morning so Again, if you can just check your lines, if you hear some background noise, if you can meet those real quick, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Um, but in, in this time with God, uh, again, he called me out literally into the wilderness. And I was in, in this little cabin, uh, which was about five by six with two windows and nothing else. There was no furniture. There was no uh, Wi-Fi. There was no nothing. And in this little cabin in this secret place with God for three days. I stayed for two nights and three days. Uh, and I fasted for two nights and three days. And in this time, the reason why God had called me out there was God was going to call me like he did Jeremiah and that he was going to, uh, give me purpose. He was going to reveal to me my true calling and he was going to establish in me my ministry. That was four years ago. See, what happens when God calls you is he often calls you through a series of events. He gives you some examples. He gives you some mentors. He gives you some uh, some inklings of what your calling might be. But it's in the secret place. It's in your private time with God that God will really bring out your calling. And that's why what I want to talk about today. It's about when you go into the secret place that God calls you. God establishes your calling. 
you know, we just started a young adults ministry, me and my, me and my wife. And we quickly realized that the question that, that most young people ask is what's my purpose? What's my calling? So we've been on this, um, on this, this kind of quest to help young people, help young adults really establish and understand their purpose and their calling, right? We, we understand our purpose because Jesus said it himself, like, uh, that there's only two commandments really that you should follow, love God with all your heart, all your strength, all your mind, all your soul, and love people, love your neighbor as yourself. So love God, love people. So we all have the same purpose, but our calling is different because our calling is a different function of those two commandments. How are we going to show our love for God? How are we going to show our love for people? So our purpose is all the same, love God, love people, but our calling is different. Our calling is something very personal, something intrinsically us, something naturally us. And I remember um, me and my wife just went away for a few days and we were by the pool a lot. And I noticed how people got into the pool was very different, right? Some people like to dip their toes in and kind of see if the water was just right. And then other people like to just jump right into the water, right? And I think the true is the same with our calling, right? Some of us like to dip our toes in, right? Am I good at this? Am I good at that? Can I do this? Am I called for this? Do I have a purpose here? And some of us like to jump right into ministry, right into our calling and really see what's going to happen. But I really believe that in this time that God is calling us, that God is calling you specifically to pick up your calling. I believe that your time is now, right now. And I believe that in this time, in this month where we seek God in the secret place, that God is going to reveal to you exactly what your calling is. Again, we know what our purpose is. Jesus said it himself, these two commandments are greatest, that we, that we love God with all of our heart, all of our strength, all of our mind, all of our soul, and that we love our neighbor as ourselves. Love God, love people. We all have the same purpose. But our calling is the function to which we show our love to God, to which we love our neighbor. What's your calling? What's your vision? What is God calling you to do? Well, I think if we really dive into Jeremiah chapter 1, if we look at this chapter where God specifically calls out Jeremiah and we go through the chapter, we start to see exactly how God will call us, exactly when we get together and alone with God, that God calls us out. So if we start in verse 5, it's a, a verse that, that Brother Eric mentioned, but it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. Point number one is your calling is older than you think. Your calling is older than you think. You see, God knows you. You were crafted in the very heart of God. Along with your calling, your calling was placed on you before you were born. Your calling was placed on you before you were even an idea in your mother's mind. God formed you. He put you apart. He put you completely set apart. And he built you. He created you even before you were you. 
even before you had your personality, even before you had your memories, even before you had your gifts, your talents, before you were absolutely anything, God was the one who formed you and he knew you. He knew you. He knew what you would do. He knew how you would fail. He knew how you would succeed. He knew what you would do. He knew how you would triumph. He knew how you would overcome. Your calling is older than your age. Your calling predates your sin. I think that's something I want to, I really want to drill down today is that your calling predates your sin. Your mistakes, your sin do not unqualify you to serve God. In fact, I would argue that your sin actually qualifies you more <laughs> than it does disqualify you. Now, it doesn't mean that you can escape the consequences of sin. I'm not saying you can sin with with no you know with no regard for your calling, with no regard for for God's uh, um, for God's holiness. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that your sin does not disqualify you from your calling because God created you and knew you and created your calling before your sin. It predates your sin. Your calling precedes your mistakes. You see, your calling is weaved already into God's universe. It's weaved already into God's plan. It's weaved into the tapestry of the universe, into the very spirit, into the very heart of God. Your calling goes beyond your age. Your calling goes beyond your weaknesses. It goes beyond your mistakes. See, you are called. You are chosen. You are set apart. Nothing you do or didn't do can take away from your calling. Your sin does not make you useless. It makes you human. And a human in need of a savior who understands and recognizes they have a call is more powerful than a human being who doesn't recognize that they need a savior, who doesn't recognize that they are weak, who doesn't recognize that they need someone to, to guide them. Every time I preach, every time I speak, I want to, right before I pray to get us going, I always pray the exact same thing. I literally pray the exact same thing. And you guys have heard it before. But I always pray that God will decrease me and increase himself. And the reason I pray that is because John the Baptist said that. And John the Baptist was known as a mighty warrior for God. He was a guy who, a voice in the wilderness, as they called him. He was a holy man, a man who lived in the wilderness, who lived solely to be with God. All of John the Baptist's life revolved around uh, announcing the coming of Christ, announcing the coming of Jesus. And when he met Jesus, he understood that he needed to decrease himself and increase God. When you understand, that you need to decrease yourself and increase Jesus in anything that you do, you become powerful. You become powerful because you replace your own power with God's power. And that's, I think, what happens when you recognize your calling is that you understand also you recognize your need for Jesus. You recognize your need, your need for a Savior. 
Then point number two, your calling is non-negotiable. In verse six, Jeremiah chapter one, it starts as, as a last sovereign Lord. I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. This is Jeremiah's response to God's calling over his life. Verse seven, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to. And you must say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I will be with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. You see, your obedience is necessary. God does not water down your calling because of your youth, your gender, your race, your socioeconomic situation. God will not play down your importance to the world. Even when you do, even when others do, God will not force you, but he won't argue with you either. He will challenge you to live up to your calling. God never disqualifies you. Now, he may sit you down for a time to recover, to heal, to build, to get established. God may sit you down, but that calling is irrevocable over your life. And God, I love this about God because God never waters down your calling. He never minimizes your importance to his plan. He never minimizes minimizes your importance. God tries so hard to get you involved into his will. Every great person that we see in the Bible first tried to deny his call. Moses, David, they all had mistakes. They all had issues. Jacob, they all had their problems. They all should have been disqualified for things that they did or didn't do. But God didn't. God didn't. He brought their sin and their weakness to the forefront so that he could maximize himself and decrease them. Your calling, your calling is non-negotiable. God tells Jeremiah, you must go. You must say. Your calling will come to its full fruition by how you act and how you communicate your calling. I believe that the formula for your calling is really simple. The formula to, to understand your calling is action plus voice equals your calling. I believe that God is going to put a voice to your action. God gives you a very specific, unique, intrinsic voice to your calling. Some of it's art, some of it's one-on-one -on -one talk, some of it's the way you express yourself, some of it's uh, preaching, some of it's teaching, some of it's just how are you going to communicate your calling to the world? How are you going to communicate your calling and use your voice, whatever that is, in whatever creative space it is for God? Action plus voice equals calling. I believe that God this morning wants to do something a little special. I believe that God wants to reach out and put his words in your mouth. He wants to give you a voice that comes from your mouth, from your personality, from your creativity, from your strengths, in your struggle. And he wants to supernaturally anoint your voice. In the next verse that we're going to read, we see that God reached out to Jeremiah and put his words in Jeremiah's mouth. He reached out and he touched his mouth. And this reminded me of Isaiah and Ezekiel when they were called men of God. When they were called, when their calling, when their ministry was activated, God appeared to them in different ways. And with Isaiah, God reached out coals of fire to his lips and he touched 
Isaiah's lips with the burning coals because Isaiah said, I'm a man of unclean lips. And Isaiah's um, vision with God was dramatic and shocking. And he saw the throne room of God and he saw the cherubim and the smoke and the fire and the lightning in the throne room. And he heard them chanting. It was a jarring and overwhelming vision that Isaiah had. And it was a jarring and overwhelming vision that Ezekiel had. And Ezekiel as well, God anointed his words because God reached out to Ezekiel and he made him eat a, a scroll. He made him eat a scroll that had God's words on it. And, and the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter one that, that the scroll tasted like honey, that God's words were sweet as honey. And now he ingested them, they were in him. God wants to anoint your lips this morning. He wants to give you words that are as sweet as honey. He wants to give you his direct words. And Jeremiah, Jeremiah's encounter with God was a little bit more, it was a lot more intimate. It was a lot more personal. You see, Jeremiah didn't have a vision, but he heard the audible voice of God. And God reached out and he touched his lips. In verse 9, then the Lord reached out with his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my word in your mouth. I believe God wants to do that this morning. So wherever you are, if you can just humor me for a little bit, I want you to reach up and I want you to touch your mouth, touch your lips. And I want you to pray that God anoint your lips. And I'm going to go ahead and pray over you real quick. But I just, Lord, I just feel like you want to anoint people's words this morning, that you want to anoint people's lips here this morning, God, that you want to put your words in their mouth, God, Lord, that you want to give them power in their voice, power in their communication, power in their unique way of communicating, Father Lord. And I just pray that you anoint their lips. I pray that you stout, start their calling here this morning by anointing their lips, by giving them words to speak, by giving them a voice here this morning. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Point number three, your calling is dangerous. In verse 10, it says, See, today I point you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow to build and to plant you see god is going to use your voice god is going to use your calling to uproot things to uproot things every prophet every man of god every woman of god called in the bible jesus himself was called to uproot was called to uproot social injustice was called to uproot change, was called to uproot lives, was called to uproot uh, social classes, was called to uproot sin, was called to uproot um, different aspects of sin built into uh, the society. Your calling is, is, is used to uproot, and he's going to use you to uproot and to tear down, just like it says in Jeremiah. You're going to tear down long-time constructs that even the church has built up. The way the church is formulated and built up that alienates people sometimes and, and walls people out. Your calling is going to be used to uproot these systems. But you won't just destroy. You will build and plant, just like it says in verse 10. Because where you destroy, you will leave behind a new way to do things, a new social norm. You will change the way we have church. You will change the way lives are lived. You are going to plant a new way. You're going to uproot and you're going to plant. You're going to uproot 
and you're going to plant. That's what your calling is, to uproot injustice, to uproot sin, to uproot depression, to uproot hurt, to uproot pain. And where you uproot, you're going to plant. You're going to plant peace. You're going to plant love. You're going to plant justice. You're going to plant acceptance, welcoming. That's what you're going to plant. Point number four, your calling is bulletproof. You see, God showed Jeremiah two visions in chapter one. And these visions can be summarized as God's speedy and swift judgment for Israel. God's speedy and swift judgment over Israel. You see, the message that God was giving Jeremiah was going to make him a target. God knew that his calling was going to be tied into change and it was going to be tied into those who oppose change. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 17 says, Get yourself ready, stand up and say to them, Whatever I command you, do not be terrified by them, or I will terrify you before them. Today I have made you a fortified city, an iron pillar, and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. He told Jeremiah that he was going to be a fortified city, an iron pillar, and a bronze wall. A fortified city, an iron pillar, and a bronze wall. He was going to make Jeremiah unmovable. He was going to make Jeremiah unaffected by the people who opposed him. He was going to make Jeremiah strong. He was going to make Jeremiah impregnable. He was going to make Jeremiah. just a fortress, a fortress in his calling, right? And I was reading this and I, I just said, you know, hey, these, these descriptions that God is giving Jeremiah are architectural in nature, right? And I believe that God wants you to be the change in the architecture. He wants you to be the change in the foundation of society because your change because the change that you're going to bring is going to be foundational. Our calling is meant to change foundations. He wants you to change the foundations of society. You see, your calling is also made to be a doorstop and a deadbolt. A few weeks ago, God showed me how he wanted the church to be. And he showed me this vision. and I, I don't often get them, but when I do, I remember them. And God showed me this big door and this big door and he he swung this giant door open and he showed me a doorstop that held the door open. And then God shut the door and he showed me a deadbolt that kept the door locked. He showed me a doorstop that held the door open and let things in. And he showed me a deadbolt on the door that held things out. I believe the church, I believe we are supposed to be the people who decide what comes in and out of our society, of our church, of our family. We decide what we stays out. We decide what we let in. We we decide what we allow to come into our families, into our work life, into our minds, into our hearts. And we decide what stays out of our church. 
what stays out of our society, what stays out of our neighborhood, what stays out of our family. We are the ones who decide those things. We keep those things out and we keep those things in. But your calling, your calling is bulletproof. It's irrevocable. It doesn't go away. And God makes you strong and fortified city, an iron pillar and a bronze wall, unmovable, unmovable. And I'm getting ready to end with this. And I just felt like like God was was wanting to communicate a couple things. If you've ever felt like your calling was uh, gone or missing, or if you've never found your calling, if you always felt on the outside of your calling, if you ever gone to church and you saw the people who were there and you're like, man, all these people are, are, are called, are powerful, are anointed, and I'm not. If you ever felt on the outside of that, I feel like God was calling me to tell you this. Jeremiah chapter 1, in the very first verse, in the very first verse, it talks about... Um, it talks about Jeremiah and where he was. And chapter one says, the words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkai, one of the priests at Anathoth in the territory of Benjamin. You see, Jeremiah didn't live in the city of Jerusalem. Jeremiah was called to affect, to change, to influence, to communicate, to minister to the city of Jerusalem. But Jeremiah didn't live in the city of Jerusalem. Jeremiah was a priest at Anathoth, in the city of Anathoth. And I did some research and I did some digging and I found out that the city of Anathoth was about three miles north of Jerusalem. And it was a city built by priests. And that's where all the priests went that were getting trained to be priests in Jerusalem. And it was set on a hill so that they could see and overlook Jerusalem. They could see Jerusalem from three miles away and they could see over it and pray over it. And Jeremiah's vision and his calling, it was forged by how he saw the people that he was called for. He was outside of the city gates. He looked upon the city of Jerusalem. You see, this city was a training ground for priests where they could be set apart and not be swayed by the city. You see, you have, you have maybe felt like you've been outside of the city, but God has set you apart from the city. God is giving you unique gifts and talents and a unique perspective. If you never grew up in church, even better. You got the training ground of the world. You got to see how the world acts and reacts. And you may feel outside of the holy city you may feel like you are outside of the church outside of your calling but god has called you to save the very place that man has removed you from you see you are not meant to be outside the city walls anymore you have a unique vision and a unique perspective being raised outside the city walls you see the church needs you it needs you to have a vision for your life. It needs you to get into the secret place and accept your calling, develop your calling. It needs you to be able to see the call on your life. It needs, to, it needs your creativity, your voice, your gifts. The church needs you. You see, the world might have prepared you, but the church is going to propel you into your calling, into your gifts, into your anointing, into a place that you've never been before.
The world has prepared you, but the church will propel you. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much again for your word here today, Lord. I pray that you seal your word in our hearts. I pray that you seal your your anointing in our hearts, God. Lord, I pray that you have us develop our calling, accept our calling, use our calling, pour our calling into action here, Father Lord. I pray that this may be the start of our ministry, the start of our rest of our lives with you, God. I pray that you minimize us, that you decrease us, and that you increase your spirit, God, that you increase yourself, Father Lord. We are people in need of a Savior, God. And I pray, Lord, that we get with you, that we delve into you, that we get into our secret place, just like I did four years ago in the wilderness, God. And you revealed to me what my calling really was, God. I pray that we get deep in in, uh, in privacy with you, God, in communion with you. And you just reveal to us and have us accept our calling, God. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, with that, we are going to transition into um, into our Q&A session. But if anybody has any questions about today's message, about today's declaration, if anybody has anything to add, if anybody wants to share how maybe this message affected them or reminded them of something, or how God spoke to them, uh, I would love to hear from you. If you have any prayer requests, I would love to hear from you as well. So anything anybody has anything to say, I'm going to open up the mic here. You guys are more than willing. Good morning. It's Kenya. Um, Excellent declaration. Um, I want to say, hello, when you were um, (laughs) in how um, sometimes we feel like we're not um, as good as others praying or just not where we're supposed to be at, that kind of hit home for me. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to thank you for that correction. Yeah, yeah. You should you should know that um, nobody, I, I was called to be a preacher when I was 16 and I fought it for years. Um, and uh, I was... Uh, a preacher's biggest thing is that he compares himself, right? He listens to other preachers and he's like, oh, I'm not going to be anywhere near as good as that guy <laughs> or that person. <laughs> and and the enemy uses comparison to destroy your calling, you know, and destroy your confidence in your calling in God and how compared, you know, comparing yourself is really like the thief of joy, right? It takes the joy out of what you're doing if you're always comparing yourself. So, it's never compare yourself to somebody else. There is no prophet or man of God or woman of God in the Bible who is exactly the same. They may have similarities, but there is no one exactly the same. And God purposely made it that way. So never, ever compare yourself and think that you're less than because you don't sound like this person or look like this person or feel like this person. It's not, uh, if God would have wanted somebody else, he would have called somebody else is what I would say. So uh, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anybody else have any questions or anything to add, anything to say? Good morning. This is Jubilant Juliet. Who's Juliet. Uh, who is this? This is Tony Sandoval. Oh, hi, Tony. Um, I, def- I truly enjoyed your uh, your declaration. And the thing that stood out to me is the latter part. I mean, all of us stood out, but the latter part when you said God has called you to save the very place that man rejected you from. You know, 
And that was powerful for me because, um, you know, I wasn't raised in a church. But yeah. experienced a lot of rejection, feeling set apart, you know. And um, as I've gotten older and come to, you know, come to the Lord, I realized, I mean, I now embrace that. Because you know, being, being feeling rejected, is, you know, puts you in a place of loneliness, you know. You, you, you feel like, you know, you don't feel like you belong and. I remember at some points in my life having suicidal thoughts, feeling like, you know, why am I here? Because I know you said one of the questions that young people ask about is their purpose, and I remember asking that question a lot. But then yeah. when I come into the Lord, you know, you know, that statement just, you know, really resonated with me because uh, I realized that when I came to him, you know, all of that stuff that was happening before, it made sense, and it 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 didn't matter, you know. <laughs> it didn't yeah. affect me like it did coming up, and I'm just so glad I didn't listen to the voice of Satan. You know, the many times he came knocking at my door, you know, saying, you know, come away, like let's just, let's just let's do this. You know what I'm saying? I just, yeah. I, I yeah. just I, I heard God's voice, even though I didn't know God's voice. It was a voice always mm-hmm. telling me, no, nope, you don't want to go there. You, don't go there. You know, I I get to a certain place, you know, kind of looking over, and he's like, don't go there. And I would just listen. I listened, and I realized now it was, a, you know, of God, of course, the Spirit of God talking to me. It was very clear, but at that point, and because of that, I felt different. I felt like something was wrong with me because I just, I could never just, like, be free to be yeah. Wild and crazy, you know, or you know, I just always felt like there was this line for me. So anyway, that yeah. that really was powerful. I like the whole decoration was powerful, but that part really resonated with me. Mm. Thank you. For thank that. you so much for sharing. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. I like what you said. You you said something, or you, you said something like um, it made it made everything make sense, and I think that's really true. I think a lot of us feel like there's suffering and there's pain and there's hurt and then it's like for no reason right like why is this happening there's no reason to this but eventually god makes it make sense and everything that you've been through makes sense right and a lot of times it makes sense in the context of what your calling really is right so sometimes i think about the things i've been through and the things i had to feel and endure and go through and stuff and I'm like oh yeah that makes sense <laughs> I'm supposed to have gone through these things so that I could I could preach correctly or I could mentor correctly or I could help young people grow because I've been through something people don't listen to you unless you know what you're, what you're talking about so when I can say hey yeah I've been through that I know what that feels like you know people understand that and they feel that so I, I think that's really important to understand that, that God puts everything into perspective. Everything makes sense. <laughs> it really does. I appreciate that. Thank you, sister. Um, is there anybody else who has anything else to add to that? Any questions? Good morning, um, Tony. This is uh, Priscilla, Sister Priscilla speaking. Um, good morning, Priscilla. Good morning. So for approximately maybe 20 years or more, um, I've I've been feeling in my church always on the outside, um, never invited to um, any of the events that they would give outside of church, um, 
never really invited to that many social gatherings or um, weddings. And um, I've been involved in various different ministries, whether it was worshiping, in the, and I didn't grow up in the church. Um, but God sent the bishop, the man of God, my way. Because um, I was in the ashram, um, I was pursuing something higher than me. I just didn't know how. And so I'm in the world, and I'm always asked the question, uh, why am I here? Mm-hmm. I remember asking that question in my 20s. And um, what is this all about, you know? And so, trying to make a long story short, but... I was in the ashram and praying to God, not knowing and had a guru, but I would always go after work and I'd pray. And God sent a man of God my way, Bishop Mm -hmm. Green, still my bishop today. Um, Love him dearly. But, you know, I love this because right now I'm like, okay, God, I'm really, it's been a long journey and I'm still Mm -hmm. trying to find my purpose. And now I'm in the secret place and I'm quiet and I'm, trying to hear his voice and um, I'm learning the tricks of some of the tricks of the enemy. This morning I almost didn't get on the call um, and I just said, no, 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 no. I know you now. When I, when I, when this, this sense comes on me, that's the enemy. I'm not doing that. I'm getting on the yeah. call. Um, I'm pressing. Um, so I thank you for this because it was so, everything you name it, all of it. Um, the calling is non-negotiable. The calling can't be canceled. He formed a new you. Um, action and voice. He wants to put a voice over your calling. And then you identify various different elements to the calling. Mm. I just want to get there. And I know about Prayer Mountain. Yeah. I've been up to Prayer Mountain. Um, it's a beautiful place, peaceful. My God, it's like a little slice of heaven. Um, it is, yeah. It is. I've never stayed there. I just went up there and prayed for the day. Um, mm-hmm. And I love the history of that. I don't know if you know the history. It used to be a place where people would go up there, get stoned and high and party and all that stuff. And yeah. then the woman, bought, the woman bought the land and, and made that into what it is. So it's just mm-hmm. a, it's, yeah. But anyway, I I just wanted to say something that I, you know, loved your teaching and um, God has been calling me to read. I've been hearing Jeremiah in my quiet time, but I need to just read it over again. Yeah. Um, And I just want to say I appreciate it. I just, I I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know how I'm going to hear it. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know, but I'm, I'm trying and I'm, and I'm pressing, so. Yeah. Yeah. I will, and thank I will you say for this. Me... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say thank you for telling me about the sin how, and about if you didn't come from the church. And that is guaranteed. It's not it's non-negotiable. And that your sin doesn't disqualify you. No. Um, how you Absolutely. explained that as well. Thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Of course. I will, I will say that I've seen um, that there's really two ways that people finally kind of accept and understand their calling. 
Uh, one of them is voluntarily, <laughs> where you, you voluntarily get with God and God shows you these things. That's sort of the most painless way to do it. And another one is that where God has to break you first, where in essence, he has to strip you of maybe everything that you have in order to get you to a place that you'll finally listen to him, finally get into that secret place. Um, and that's what happened to me, uh, where, where God really had to, to break me in essence to rebuild me. So there, there's really two ways to do it. God is always calling you. God is always trying to get you to accept your calling. God is always trying to get you close to him. That, that's not, uh, that doesn't change. But uh, I find that people will either uh, come willingly, come voluntarily, or come when they're broken. And either way, either way, God wants you. Either way, God loves you. Either way, God is calling you. So whether you come completely broken or whole, doesn't matter. God wants to build you up after again. So never feel like it's too late. Never feel like you, you know, you don't have the right perspective because you didn't grow up in church. Honestly, the people that didn't grow up in church probably have the best perspectives about church. So uh, never feel like you don't belong at church. Thank you for sharing, sister. Um, anybody else have Hello? anything to add? Any questions? Yes. Yes. Hey, could you hear me, brother? Hey, how you doing, Tony? I can hear you. This is good. How are you? Moment. I am good. I am. Um, thank you for your declaration. For sure, it was definitely for me today. Um, just everything, like what you, uh, I have to ditto with what they were saying that you were saying. Yeah, it, it, it was something that I definitely needed to hear. Of uh, a reminder. Because um, that's what um, the place that I feel God, um, our Father, has me. I, I really hear and feel a, 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 a new pressing in, in in the atmosphere for me, and I feel it. I'm, I feel like I can hear it in, in others too. It's definitely a, a different pressing. Like He's telling me, mm. like that that pressing at first that I was doing. He, it's, he's bringing me to press harder press harder if it wasn't enough and and I, I see that and I hear that now and it's just such just such a blessing just to hear confirmation through his word, through his people, you know what I mean? So I just wanted to yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for delivery, for being obedient. Thank you. Yeah, of course, of course. Um there's uh sister, what was your name again? Was it Mona? Yep, Mona. Mona B. Mona. Do you have <laughs> good to hear from you? Do you have a pen and paper handy? Um, actually, no, I don't. I'm driving. Oh yeah, I got this permanent marker. Hold on, pull it over. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right, got to you. Can you r just write down Jeremiah twelve five? Jeremiah twelve five. Got you. Yeah, read that when you have a minute. But it says if you if you have raced with men on foot and they have worn you out, how can you compete with horses? If you stumble in safe country, will you manage in the thickets by the Jordan? Um, another version says chariot. But um, I, I feel like God has, has, has been training you and is training you on foot, right? But God is getting you ready to run with horses. God is getting ready you to, to speed up, to become faster, to become more capable, to become more able. And I feel like God is just putting that over your life right now, specifically you, 
where you've been good and keeping up on foot with everybody else, but God is getting you ready to race with horses now. Uh, and he's going to expedite you and he's going to speed you up and he's going to anoint you wherever you go. And things are going to start to pick up real quickly for you. So I just want you to be aware that that's, <laughs> that's coming for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. God be the glory. Okay. Yeah. Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you, sister. Appreciate it. Hey, Anybody uh, else have anything to Pastor Sandoval. Yes, <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. God morning. Good morning. Um, as always, enjoyed you immensely. Um, Priscilla, you said a couple of things I just wanted to um, hone in on. And I really appreciate that the discussion is um, reminding us that there aren't really disqualifiers. Right? Yeah. Like destiny yeah. is imminent. Um, once I started to understand the law of grace, mm-hmm. like for real, yeah. grace is the greatest favor we will ever, ever, ever receive. And what it does is it absolves you of the onus of having to weigh yourself down with guilt and shame. It is the Mm. biggest qualifier for deliverance ever. When you really, really start to get that there's nothing you can do to earn your salvation, for real, when you really, really get that even the sins that we commit, willingly and unwillingly, have no barrier on what God said, period. Like it doesn't take away the truth of God's word for your life. What what happens when you grasp that though, you just be like, why bother? It's kind of like, what's the point of doing that? That's stupid. It's not gonna change anything. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Uh Uh-oh, when I got that piece right there, it made, intentional living so much easier yeah like it just took it took heck of weight off of me of trying to be good i didn't understand my dad used to tell me all the time you can't be good enough there's nothing you can do to be good enough so so why bother yeah right yeah and in that what it does is it changes your mind about how you live i ain't mm-hmm. doing that that's a waste of my time it's not going to, you know, because we are, we are professional self-sabotagers, like for yeah. real. Yeah. We'll be like, I, I think I'll check out now. <laughs> I think I'll do absolutely nothing that I'm supposed to do. But guess what? You just take longer to get there, dodo bird. Yeah. <laughs> but you going. Exactly. Yeah. If you want to or you don't. If God has mm-hmm. a mandate on your life, Sugarfoot, listen, honey, you'd be wasting a lot of time and gas doing silly stuff to self-sabotage mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. all yeah great share this uh, thank you sister appreciate it sugarfoot's got to be the best nickname i've heard my entire life <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be the best right there. <laughs> i i appreciate your insight sister thank you so much um or anybody else uh, have anything else to add or say? 
Yeah, you know, when Dion was talking, this is Prosperous Pam, wonderful declaration. Um, I was oh, I was so glad, thankful for when Dion was talking about um, God's grace. I was reminded I had to go look on the computer what the scripture was, Hebrews 8.12, um, that he forgives their wickedness, wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Mm-hmm. That's just so, I don't know, that just came to me. It was just like really amazing and made me realize I need to do better. <laughs> I can do so much better. You know what I'm saying? I mean, God can he'll remember my sins no more. Mm-hmm. And this is God, and that's the grace that he gives us. Surely I can do better with my yeah. fellow man. So. <laughs> yeah, I've always um, thought about that verse, and I've always like uh, – like the intellectual side of me is always like, well, God doesn't forget. How does he forget? Like, how does he forget that I did this, right? Like if God is all knowing, you know, and I remember struggling with that verse until one day God told me like, listen, I choose to forget. this. <laughs> I choose to forget that there was this sin in your life, right? Because it's the only way to move forward. So it, it's not that God doesn't know everything because that would make God not God. It's that God chooses not to hold you against something you committed. God, uh, I once heard a a preacher say it this way. God looks at you with grace glasses, right? And the grace glasses have like a particular tint on it. And he sees you through grace, not through sin. But when we look in the mirror, we often see ourselves through sin, not through grace. But if we can just get those grace glasses on, we would see ourselves through grace, not through sin. And things wouldn't weigh us down anymore because we realize, like I said, like in Hebrews, uh, God God is will forget our sin, right? He'll you'll think of our sin no more. So um yeah, that's that's awesome. Thank you for reminding us. Any anybody else have anything else to add? Any questions? Hey, hey Tony, can I say one more thing? Yeah, I think- of course. Once, once you really grasp the concept, um, two two things. The first one is the reminder that if God chooses to forget our sins, it is a constant reminder that every single thing we do in life is a decision. Right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing we don't choose to do. But yeah. get this. The weight of sin is a choice. You know how sometimes you will do something and then something happens, right? Something negative happens. Mm -hmm. Keeping in mind that your life follows your words. Mm -hmm. When I started learning and am still learning how not to negative self-talk, even if I did something that I was like, I don't have to do that, right? <laughs> As opposed to anticipating or waiting for the consequence to hit, mm-hmm. I would then start to instead confess that because of God's grace, I'm saved through grace by faith. Mm. So now when you take uh, onus of the reality that every single thing we do in a lot in life is a choice, even how we think about ourselves, even how we think about what we deserve, because the reality is we don't deserve anything. 
Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like we don't deserve yeah. anything, but because of his love and because of his sacrifice as the Lamb of God, because of his blood, every single thing in the equation is already covered. So the debt is already paid. There isn't a whooping for doing stuff. God is not an ogre. I promise it took me 30 years to figure that out. Mm. Like literally. But when you change your mind about what you think the consequence should be, the consequences that you think should happen, do not, I'm telling you. That's why the word says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We are so used to the cultural system that we forget the kingdom system. And the kingdom system, every single thing about kingdom adds. It does not take away. Mm -hmm. Right? It does not take away. And so when you stop beating yourself up, you stop experiencing what you consider a consequence. That's not God's thinking. It's yours. Yeah. Yeah. That's not easy to, that's not easy to arrive at. But let me tell you what, what benefit you have. You didn't grow up in church. Mm -hmm. See, we grow up in church and they tell us we're going to hell for chewing gum, child. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. Going to the movies. Yeah. Playing mm -hmm. football. All of the stuff that's retarded. Yeah. So that's all. I just wanted to remind somebody, if you change the way you think, and yeah, you did it. We we know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> repent. <laughs> repent. Yeah. Repent and move on. Repent yeah, and turn. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you let go of the weight of what you feel like is unforgivable, and if that was the case, he wouldn't tell us to forgive. If he yeah. didn't already have a capacity to forgive and forget it, it oh. would mean that now you have that same capacity. If he would forgive how raggedy and ratchet you are, clearly you should forgive how raggedy and ratchet those folks that hurt you are. Let mm -hmm. it go. Move them all. Quit, quit expecting to get beat half to death because that's not real. Yeah. Ask, ask yeah. me how I know. <laughs> how about that? Mm -hmm. Hey, good Hello morning. There. Um, Pastor good morning. Sandoval, thank you so much for your share. Um, I, I love what you're talking about. Um, was talking about and recently had some conversations with some people, and even in um, a course, it was talking about our purpose, and people kind of got real happy and excited about the purpose-driven life, um, you know, and it made millions of dollars because people want to know their purpose, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's amazing because, really, you hit it on the head, right, the nail on the head, and we really don't talk about it because we go so drilled down into specific callings that we miss the reason why we were created, right? We have the mandate. We have a great commission, and we have a great commandment. We have the commission to go out into the world, into the hedges, highways, byways, and compel people to come into his house that it might be filled. That is our commission for every single born-again believer. That's why we're still here. We lose sight of it in lieu of everything else, but it's about souls being saved. The great commandment is that we love him above all else, and then we love our neighbors as ourselves. Those two things, 
those two that he outlined specifically, if you look at the whole of the text, it boils down to that. It boils down yeah. to Jesus coming to redeem a world back to himself. And now he has given us the charge and called us to be ministers of reconciliation, to reconcile a dead and dying world back unto God. Right. Yeah. Even in lieu of that, when we drill down, we talk about even the gifts that we have. Everybody has a gift, at least one. And some mm-hmm. of us have several gifts. Right. And some of the administrations of the gift is the way that it manifests itself differently. So I look at a call like what did God call you to do to be a part of building the kingdom? Because that's really mm-hmm. the purpose. The call is to facilitate the purpose of people getting saved. So how is he going to use you, that's part of your call, to be a part of this kingdom building thing, right? Mm -hmm. And how we work Mm -hmm. this thing out and navigate through this thing. Ultimately, our job while we're still here, and I can't say this enough, I've been saying this on every call I've been on, is to be conformed and transformed to the image of his son. And because he loves us so much, he chastens us. He corrects us. He absolutely wants us to not be ourselves. Say what you will. That's what he says in his word. He continually shows us how the me that I want to be has to become the me that I was created to be in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's so it really is so 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 I guess simple that we made it so complicated. Right. And the stuff that we keep doing only hurts ourselves. He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. That's the true act of love. Right. And so it becomes now that heart posture of learning how to love him back to the great commandment and commission. Learning Mm -hmm. how to love him so that we can love ourselves enough not to do the stuff that he is warning us against that will hurt us. He don't tell us not to sin because he's trying to keep his thumb on our neck. He knows that sin will give way to death and torment and condemnation and see what happened to the devil. Listen, Mm -hmm. Paul talked about beating his flesh and bringing it under subjection. At least he be disqualified. Yeah. We we are talking about some real stuff here, and we look at this life as if it's everything, but this is temporal. It's really a vapor, and we're talking about mm-hmm. eternity after this, because yeah. there is a life after this. And so I'm so grateful for his grace and his mercy, and we make it so hard about what we're yeah. trying to become when he says, and we're just so busy doing, thinking we're becoming, when he says, just be my child. Right. Can, can you just be my child and let me be your daddy? And treat me like you love me because I love you. You may not understand the depths of it, but listen, I gave my son for you. Thank you Mm. for your um, share this morning. Really appreciate um, you and and what you bring to the kingdom. Um, Bless you, sir. Thank you, sister. Got a, you had a whole you had a whole sermon, a whole book, a whole series in that comment. (laughs) So I appreciate that. Um, You got to write that out because what you had to say was. I could have listened to a lot more of that. <laughs> so I appreciate I appreciate what you had to say. Um, you you said something really simple that we we make things super complex. And when God when God took me to uh, Prayer Mountain to talk, he he gave me three things, and I had a whole notebook of stuff that I wrote down that he gave me. But essentially, it boiled down to me being a son, a servant, and a steward. Um, but he told me to be a son first. 
And I think that's what you have to accept is that you're, you're a child of God first. You belong to him first. Before you have a calling, before you find out what your purpose is, before you want to do this or do that, or, you know, you have to understand and accept that you're God's first, you're God's son first, you're God's daughter first. And when you accept that and understand that, it, it, it puts everything else in perspective. You are son first, you are it, daughter first. Yeah. yeah. Changes everything. And not like bastard that. children, right? We're not yeah. bastard children. Man. Yeah. Changes yeah. everything. Your whole entire, when you get, just being a kid, if you think about it, even if you don't have any children, right? You know you were a daughter. You know you were a son. And mm-hmm. there were certain reverences that you had for your parents. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Certain stuff you just wasn't going to do. Honey, mom, I'm not doing that. Honey, you, you trying to get mm-hmm. me killed. Jackie is absolutely <laughs> out of her mind. I'm not doing that. Right? Yeah. But the beautiful thing is, no matter what I did, and I did it, right? You you absolutely mm-hmm. come home and get put on punishment or, you know what I'm saying? You get chastised or something taken away. But get this. God's love is even greater than that. Now, they, you know, my mother would correct me, but it was certain stuff. After a while, I'm just not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just not doing that. That's, that's not even worth it. Mm-hmm. It's not worth my energy. But let me tell you the part that I love. Nothing I ever did made her change how much she loved me. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might have got more attention than the other kids because you needed it. <laughs> I absolutely needed it. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate that. Um, you guys got some great insights, man. Y'all, y'all should be on here more often. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate that. Um, is there anybody else have any comments? Anything to add? Good morning, this celebrity chef Ruth. I was trying to, I I thought I was going to get an extra hour in uh, of sleep, but after listening to you this morning, you know, I'm getting ready to call into work and do some things today. You guys, just every time I get on this call, I just get super juiced. Um, (laughs) Super juiced. And so um, I can say a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, it's just, I don't even know where to start, but I want to say thank you. It's just post your cash app. That's all I can do. Just post your cash app. I like to give a donation. I'm going to tell you, I've been blessed on this lockdown, pandemic, riot, stimulus, whatever you want to call it, all the stuff that's been going on more than before it all started. And I just say, Lord, let me bless somebody, you know, daily. And I, I wake up, I've been waking up and I say, Lord, what would you have for me to do today? Who would you have for me to bless? To bless because I mean it's just been amazing. I mean, just I can't even. I, I was in. I was walking the safe right the other day, and I, I'm I almost. I'm telling you, I, I literally almost started shouting right in the produce. <laughs> I, I was just because I, I know when I'm getting ready to shout. I, I'm known for cl- clearing out hours in the churches because when the spirits <laughs> just come over me, ooh we. I mean, it just takes over. I just mm-hmm. be just overjoyed. Because I believe I don't deserve anything that I'm getting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, absolutely mm. nothing. 
my middle name should be Grace. Because mm. I'm telling you, if God had was, uh, really had his way with me, I would not be on this call right now. Mm. I was facing eight to 10 years in a federal penitentiary. Mm. So my middle name should be Grace. Yeah. I walked out of court with no restitution. I don't take anything for granted, and I'll never forget that day. Yeah. When that judge told me, Miss Willis, I know I would never see you in here again. Mm. And I remember, I never forget the look on his face. So I just want to bless you today. I, I just want to be a blessing to somebody every day of my life. Yeah. I really do. Because I'm telling you, I have this, uh, right now, to, like, when I walked through that, I was back to say, for I wanted to just shout in that, I, it took every, I just, just had to hold myself back from shouting in that produce owl. <laughs> because, I mean, just the response I've been getting from just my food and the, 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 what's going on with my catering business and all these things and all the amazing people I meet from all over the world. Mm. from New York, from Atlanta, everywhere. We're blessing each other. Yeah. New Jersey, I'm buying stuff they're buying for me and I'm buying for them. This, this, I mean, there's a lot of good things that's coming out of this, 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 this whole uh, a revolution, I, I'm going to call it. Yeah. It's a new day. Mm-hmm. And we're loving and we're supporting our brown and our black people. Yeah, but I have been blessed, and I am is is not, and, and it's not just for me. It's for everybody. Yeah. Mm. I am grateful today, y'all. Yeah. I don't even want to go back yeah. to sleep. Matter of fact, I'm going to call in for my <laughs> job today. I'm no, calling out today. Go back to mm. No, I'm, I got some things to do. I just listened to you guys. I got some things to do. But I'm calling mm. off work today. But I tell you, I mm. am blessed. So just post your cash out, please, sir. Thank you. Oh. Okay. Anybody? Uh, anybody else have uh, something to add? Something to say? Okay. All right. Any anybody uh anybody else? Sorry, I think I lost you. I was getting another phone call there. <laughs> uh, but any anybody uh have anything to add or anything to to uh, ask or anything like that here? Yes. Good morning. I just want to say an awesome declaration, and I just want to ditto um, who just got off the call that this has been um, such a sad time, but just such a blessing. Resolution, just coming closer to the Lord dwelling in a secret place, giving, you know, it's been such a blessing to me, too. I just, and it's a resolution, and it's uh, historical, and it's, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, pandemic 2020, rise of 2020, but but then it's a blessing in 2020 to get to know and get closer to the Lord, so, and then it was such an awesome, but you 
said the declaration um, about um, just knowing when you get closer to God and you stay, what did you say about staying um, in his, in his, I mean, him staying in, some of you have said, I, it was on my thread, I forgot it, but just your declaration mm-hmm. was awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, sister. Me too. Um, okay. Anybody have a, anything else to, to add here? Anything else to say? Okay. Okay. This is one more time Hi, this here. Is, is anybody? This is Gloria. Hey. Can you hear me? Hey, Gloria. I can hear you. Hey. Okay. I just wanted to tell you thank you so much for that wonderful declaration. And um, one of the things that struck me, the whole declaration blessed me. One of the things that struck me that you said was that my calling predates the sin. And and as God's child, nothing, the sin doesn't doesn't cancel out what He called and anointed before, even before He formed, before I was formed in my mother's womb. I I, I really appreciate that reminder and thank God for um, for His love and His compassion and His steadfastness towards us. Because yeah. you know it, it's only His grace and His steadfastness that says, you know what, girl, no matter. Look, you did that, but that's okay. I got that covered too, and I still yeah. want you to do this. I still, I still made you to do this. Not I want, not just I want you to, but you were made specifically for this purpose. Hallelujah. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate you. I thank God for you, and um, have a blessed day. Thank you, sister. You too. You know, it, it actually reminds me of. I can't remember if I read it somewhere or heard a preacher say it or I don't know where I got it but I remember uh, I'm sure I remember later but uh, I remember um, someone someone said that that um, carrying shame or guilt about your sin that it's really uh, it's really a selfish thing to do because you're um, you allowing sin or shame, uh, I should say shame, to stop the process that God is doing in your life is robbing you of your calling, robbing you of your joy, but it's also robbing everyone else around you of your gifts, of your calling, of things that you're supposed to say, of things that you're supposed to do, so that allowing shame to hold you down is really a, a selfish thing. Um, and that, uh, that just popped into my head. I just remembered that right now. Um, but, uh, yeah. Anybody else have one anything thing, else Yeah, to say, one thing uh, that blessed me about that is I remember now as you say this, um, I heard, um, a saying that really cut me to the core and it made me go like, okay, that makes sense. For us to, um, not forgive ourselves, if you will, if that was at all possible, because really the word doesn't talk about us forgiving ourselves, but it, for us to hold ourselves hostage by sin and the guilt and the shame, it's almost to be a slap in the face and say what Jesus did for us was not enough. Mm-hmm. When he died for us on the cross and shed his blood and forgave us for all sins, right? Because that's what he yeah. died for. It's almost like a slap in his face to say, no, God, I know, I know you died for the sins of the world, but but you don't know what I did, but he does know what we did. 
Yeah. Right? So who are we to hold Trump over our stuff? I didn't mean to say his name like that. You're throwing it out there. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, um, who are we to hold? (laughs) (laughs) Who are we to hold ourselves hostage, if you will, um, when God has forgiven us? And it's almost a, a sense of saying Jesus' sacrifice on the cross wasn't enough to pay the price for my sins when we know that it was more than enough. And it's like saying that my sin is greater than his sacrifice when it's not. And that, like, mm-hmm. God is not bigger than my stuff, which he is. That that changed my perspective so, um, so greatly. I hope that helps somebody. Listen, who are we? That's nobody but the devil that comes to condemn us. Listen, he has given us grace and space to repent and to get back into right fellowship with him. And that's what he desires more than anything, an intimate relationship with us collectively as a body. But let me tell you, intimately and personally and individually, as he made us uniquely, he wants that with each and every one of us. So, yeah. Thank you, sister. Thank you for sharing. Um, okay. Anybody have uh, anything else to add here? Okay. All right. Great. Um Great feedback, great insights. Thank you so much for sharing your heart and your perspectives. Um, sometimes I feel like the Q and A is is better than what I had to say. So <laughs> I appreciate uh, everything that you guys added to it, and just sharing your heart and sharing how uh, how God was speaking to you. So thank you for your courage to be open. Um, I know that's not the easiest thing to do in the world. So. Uh, I really appreciate you guys' openness and your willingness to to just kind of share here. Um, if there's nobody else who has anything else to add here, uh, I'm going to go ahead and close the call here. Um, but won't, I'll just call it out one more time. Does anybody have anything else to add or anything? Okay. Okay. If no one has anything to add, I'll go ahead. And go, go ahead. Oh, really quick. I want to say this. I'm just um, touching bases on what um, um, Sis just said um, right before me. Um, I think it was what just spoke just now. Um, the sh- the shame and the sins that I had 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 done, uh, the sins that I have committed over the years, really allowed me just to like go in hiding. I had done so much over the years. I was just shame so shameful for it. I couldn't undo anything so when they called me to be on fox 40 here in sacramento on tv i literally had a whole anxiety attack like i was like mm-hmm. i cannot go on tv like really you know and i yeah. and i was telling Kyle, i said i can't do this i was I mean, because i was so ashamed of the things that i done it was <clears throat> it was like right after well it's been a couple of years so after the case that i had gone through and i i literally was just gonna say i no, i can't do it this this shameful and 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 thinking you know people would be talking about me, um, and oh you know uh, remembering what I've done in the past, but I tell you I got through that interview <laughs> on TV and not only was I on there once I was I had been on there three times, and so I had to say you know if God has forgiven me, you know, then you know as long as God has forgiven me then I'm forgiven I can't worry about what nobody else say. I can't worry about my past and what I've done. Yeah, I did it. I did all that. But he has forgiven me. He's given me grace and mercy. And then he will allow me to appear on national TV. Yeah. 
I'm so beyond grateful, y'all. I just, I'm serious. I'm just, I don't even know. I just don't have no words for everything that he's doing in my life. Because I just yeah. literally, I just don't feel like I deserve all this. Mm. But yeah, shame would have kept me from going on TV and, 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 and I would probably would have missed out on a whole bunch of other things. Yeah. But his grace and his mercy. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Mm. We got to thank you for sharing that. I'm glad you were on TV. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you, uh, you were brave enough to do that, um, three times. So I appreciate that. Um, is easy. there anybody else? I was so scared. Yeah, I'm sure it was me. I would have, I would have had a panic attack for you. Trust me. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you did it though. Okay. Um, is there anybody else that has anything else to add or anything? Okay. Any other? Anybody have any questions or anything just to add on here? Okay. If there. If there's no one uh, to add anything, um, I'll go ahead and get ready to close the call here. Again, thank you so much for your guys' vulnerability and your guys' additions and everything that you had to say. So super appreciated. Thank you so much for just sharing what God's doing in your lives. Um, and I'll go ahead and close this out here. God, Lord, we just thank you so much, God, for everything that you're doing, God. You're obviously moving. You're obviously speaking. You're obviously establishing yourself in, in, in people's lives, God, Lord. And you're making new things, Father, Lord. I always say this, God, but you're you're not a God who copies. You're not a God who repairs. You're a God who creates brand new things, Father, Lord. You don't have to repair a broken situations, God. You give a brand new situation, God. You renew our minds. You make our minds new, God. And I appreciate you. And we love you, God. And we give you all the praise and all the worship and all the adoration, God. We accept everything that you have for us, God, all your calling and all your giftings and all just the path that you want us to walk, God, Lord, we're for it, we're with it, we're, we're going to follow, we're going to do what we need to do, God, Lord, and we just give you all the praise and we give you all the love and all the adoration, God, and pray all these things in Jesus' name, and God's people said, amen. All right, guys, amen. go with peace today, amen. enjoy your day. Amen. God bless you. Have a blessed day. God bless you.